Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Back for another episode of Shades of Blue. This is Thabell from the Kansas City Soccer Journal. With me, I have Mike Kuhn from the Kansas City Soccer Journal. What a surprise. Mike, how you doing? Doing good, Thad. How are you? All right. Uh, everybody else had was busy tonight. I think, I don't know if they thought that we were going to actually win last night, but they all had plans. So what did you think about the game last night, Mike? What was your impressions? <laughs> My my first impression for the 90 minutes of the game itself was a perfect example of why there shouldn't be nine playoff teams, basically. It was um, a very bad game. It was not a good game of soccer last night to, to watch for the entire game. I mean, at halftime, I think the expected goals were t- combined was like 0.13, and that was all sporting. San Jose had a 0.00 expected goal in the first half, it, and it didn't get much better in the second. I think Russell's free kick that hit the post may have been the highest expected goal chance of the game, maybe. It just was not a – and it, it was not an advertisement for having eight or nine playoff teams last night. Well, I, I get that. Um in the final XG, according to MLS, was 0.7 for Sporting and 0.4 for San Jose. Uh, how much of that is that Sporting maybe wasn't as sharp as they should have been and and San Jose playing super defensive and cynical because that's pretty much any Lucci coach team does? I think that had plenty to do 
to to do with it. I mean, I, I think um, both teams coming in off short rest had plenty to do with it. I think the way San Jose played had plenty to do with it. I think sporting just the the way sporting played had it, it, I, it the the worrisome part is it looked like the offense from February to April out there on uh, on, uh for the game last night. It was not. The, the offense did not seem to be clicking at all last night. I know I was I was going to steal that tweet in case uh, we had other people on the pod. I was going to give you credit for it, though. <laughs> well, I mean, think think about it this way. Since we, we've been shut out twice since uh, or twice since June, we've been shut out three times since we finally got our first win, basically the four nil loss in St. Louis, the, uh, the one nil loss at home to Chicago and the three nil loss at home to uh, Nashville. So, I mean, we've been scoring. So the way the offense looked last night, it just wasn't clicking like it has been for most of the last 24 games, basically. Yeah. And, I've, I kind of feel like Polito has been a little bit out of form. I know he's supposedly carrying an injury also, so hopefully that's not going to keep him too down for too long, but I just feel like he was not as sharp as he was. I, I'm thinking the injury is a bigger part than him or Vermes will let on. He He's – and, I mean, I know we joke about, oh, he's – scored one goal since he signed the extension and yep. and he finally got paid and stuff but at the same time he he just doesn't look fully fit at the moment he looks like he's carrying a knock yeah and, and we joke about that about you know the contract thing but it is a joke i don't i don't think there's any way polito is just like sandbagging it because he got paid uh and the one goal he did no. score was actually off the penalty kick that got stopped that he then put in right so mm-hmm. yep and then he <laughs> Uh, speaking of penalty kicks, you want to just jump to that real quick? Oh, that was that his penalty kick was one of the worst. I mean, I I know what he's trying to do there. We've seen him do it before. We saw him. I I think, if I remember right, he did it in the MLS's back tournament. Um, in, in the shootout against Vancouver, there where he he gets the goalie to go the wrong way and he just rolls it into the opposite corner. Yeah. And last night he just didn't get it enough into the corner because he had Daniel going the wrong way. Daniel wasn't getting back over to that if he gets it more into the corner, but Polito didn't get it enough into the corner and it made him look, it, 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 it's like when you, it, it's like Chicharito last year when he tried to uh, do a Panica on, uh, on pulse camp. If you pull it off, great. You look, you look kind of cool doing it. If you fail, you look like a chump. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chicharito definitely looked like a chump, and Polito did not look good. Uh, and just that trailing leg got it too, man. It wasn't even like a real effort there; it was just there. So, mm-hmm. so no, I mean, yeah, it's the the penalty kicks as a whole outside of Polito's Sporting's were fantastic. Yep. Um, all the the other four penalty kicks were fantastic, and then then you have the the uh, best PK stopper in MLS. I in basically in MLS history only has to make one save. And then on top of that, he makes players overthink it, which is what uh, Jackson Yule did on his, I think he was 
trying to make sure, okay, I got to beat him, especially because Espinosa and Yule both missed the last time these two teams met in the playoffs in, uh, in uh, the COVID year. So yeah. they, they both in their head, they got to think, okay, he stopped me last time. I got to make sure I get, I, I got to make sure I do better this time, especially after Espinosa missed Yule's like, okay, I got to make this one. And he just, put too much power on it and skied it basically. So, uh, I mean, when you have a goalkeeper that's that good on penalty kicks, like Melia is, you're, you're going to make players overthink it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I saw somewhere, I, I can't remember exactly where, but saying basically Tim just guessed the right direction. You know, I, when I rewatched that, Tim was already a step in that direction. He knew exactly where he was going to go. So oh, yeah, it's, it's, the, it wasn't even a doubt, man. It was just... there the i i hate the term guess for goalkeepers on penalty kicks yeah because especially at the professional level the especially these guys at the do Timelia level yes especially at the Timelia level but the professional level in general the players at this level do so much more work with regards to where players are going with with regards to what their tendencies are I'm sure Melia and Polskamp and McIntosh, the whole goalkeeper core, looks at these videos when it when it's coming close when it's a knockout tournament. I'm sure part of their training is, hey, we're gonna sit and look at some of San Jose's penalty kicks, and I'm sure their their videographers put together oh, film yeah. packages of of the penalty kicks. So, I mean, I hate the term guess because there's enough footage now of a bunch of players taking penalty kicks that you have a good grasp of where players are going. Now, if you get to the five, six, seven, eight shooters that probably don't take a lot of penalty kicks, then yeah, you're, you're probably guessing you're looking at tendencies. You're looking at their foot. You're trying to read anything off their body language. That'll tell you which way to go. And if you don't see any of that, you do maybe guess, but for the most part, the pros, they, they don't guess, and I hate the use of that term by by uh, broadcasters, by pundits, by anybody, because it's not true at this level. Yeah, and that's that's exactly why I brought it up, because it, it annoys me, especially in the case of Tim Milia, and especially in the case of a penalty stop like that one, because he was very clearly already going that way before the ball was even shot. So, I mean, it was yeah. very clear. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's the same as the, I'll go back to the San Jose, the last time we beat him in the shootout in the playoffs, he was going the right, he he, he knew, knew which way most of the guys were going and went that way and was going that way before they even put, got, uh, before they even struck the ball. I mean, if you're going to put your head down in those situations and just strike it, if he reads it, he's, he's going to go that way before you even look up at the shot, basically. And uh, and one of the ones that they did make, he went the right way. It just got a little bit under him. So yeah, no, he know, he he does a fantastic job of reading the reading the kicker and figuring out what way he's going to go. I'm uh, I'm also really happy that Shallowee got the final one. Uh, good for confidence. He he's had a rough rough history of penalty kicks for Sporting. I think that I think he's taken like six now, and I think he's maybe back at five hundred, five hundred basically for for making them, because he's he's missed a number over over the years. I'm pretty sure he said that uh, 
that he's missed basically everyone in a, in a league game and then and made everyone in a shootout or something like that. That that sort of sounds right. I'd have I, I'd have to stall and pull up my uh, stat keeping on that. To, <laughs> it's it's to, okay, man. To, it's to okay. confirm, but I mean, I know he missed in the MLS's back shootout against uh, uh, Vancouver. I know he missed the league one against uh, LAFC in this season that uh, he'd rather forget where he uh, scored only on the, on the very last day of the season. So he he's not had a good, um, a a good history in, in in shootouts and in PKs in general. I mean, yeah. Okay. So he did miss in league play. He got Brad Stuver for Austin. He stopped. He made it in the Open Cup uh, semifinal last year against Sacramento. He made it in the 2017 uh, U.S. Open Cup shootout against uh, San Jose. And then he was saved by Hassal in the MLS's back shootout. And then he missed against LAFC and he scored. So he, he's 0 for 2 in league play. He's... Uh, three for four in shootouts not bad on the shootouts um no another interesting stat that i had heard was tim Ilya's, i've heard the, this is the problem i is that i've heard three different numbers five and oh six and oh and seven oh in shootouts the the stat i believe he's seven and oh now is if i That's... remember correctly but that isn't just with sporting that right. is uh that includes uh, Charleston when he was with the battery and hit the uh, 3-0 shutout he did in the Open Cup there. Um, and I'm not sure where else, but I mean, you got 2015 U.S. Open Cup, 2017 in the semifinal against San Jose, MLS's back tournament against Vancouver, uh, the shootout last night, the shootout against San Jose in the playoffs. Um, and am I forgetting one? Vancouver, San Jose, Philadelphia in 2015. San Jose. Yeah, I don't. San Jose again. San Jose, three, San Jose three times. Vancouver and Philadelphia are the ones he's done in Kansas City. Man, San Jose's got to really hate him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, think about it this way. the lat- Before uh, whoever made their first penalty kick last night, the last penalty, they'd been 0 for their last six, six because uh, they missed their last one in the 2017 shootout. They missed all three in the 2020 shootout, and then they missed their first two. Of um, so, so they were yeah, they were o for their last six over a six-year period in shootouts against Melia. So I don't think I, I don't think he's going to be on their Christmas card list. Maybe he should be, and he would be more favorable to him. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, I talked to Tim a little bit last night, just, you know, had to, right? He's not going to give away any secrets or anything. And he, of course, gave tons of credit to his back line. The defense has actually played pretty good the last couple of games. Uh, only gave up the one goal in the last two matches. And overall, they've they've looked really good. Uh, Rosero 
and Fontas has both made a lot of stops and blocks and interceptions. Davis and, and, and Dembe have looked good. Uh, Tim says like, Oh, you need to go talk to the defense, man, go talk to them. And there's already a lot of people around Jake. So I went over and talked to Fonte for a little bit. And Fonte was like, you know, he was, he was very happy and all that stuff, but he was telling me that he was, he was very worried about the shootout. And he goes, but Tim walked by and said something along the lines of let's have fun. And he goes, I wasn't worried after that. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I would never be worried with uh, when 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 you're heading into a shootout with Tim Neely and goal. I'm. I, I think mean, that just reiterated the confidence, though. Yes. Yes. I then did go back and ask Fonte a little bit later, like where he would have been at in the shooting order, and he said dead last. <laughs> I said, okay, you know, kind of, yeah, kind of laughed, and I walked away, and I like I got I thought about it again, and I walked back over. I said, when you say dead last, you mean tenth or eleventh? <laughs> He goes, no, Tim would shoot before me. <laughs> to be did I, I believe Fontas took a penalty kick already this year, though. He, well, he was in the he was in the Cincinnati shootout and missed one, if yeah, I remember he, right. And he said it was it was Leaks Cup. He goes, I'm never doing that again. He goes, I missed it in Leaks Cup. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh although to be fair, Rosero strikes me as the Colin type who who would uh who who uh would always miss in practice basically yeah. so but i i don't i i don't know but i i do know that our center backs would not be high on my list to have take a penalty kick well and that was as they were going through to come up last night i'm sitting there going okay who's next okay who's next i'm thinking like okay is it going to be daniel because i know he's not really good at penalties and then he comes walking up and he nails it but then i was i was while he was walking up i'm like okay who would go after him and yeah and, i mean and, i i had i had the 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 first five were locked in in my mind the the five that took it last night were absolutely my my first five there there was no doubt about that now six is where you certainly would start to run into some questions about who who would take the next one i'd almost have leaned towards davis because i mean he he did a he would take a lot of set pieces for skc too when he was with them so he 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 would be the next one that I'd probably feel the most confident about because it's it's Davis, Fontas, Rosero, Ndembe, uh Espinoza, and Melia are the yeah. other six. So Davis, in my mind, I would have had Davis sixth. I'm not gonna argue that man. He's uh he's the epitome of young and confident. So yeah. Young, confident, and in very good form, even if yep. it's not goal scoring form. Yeah, uh, he would he would have no fear in that regard. And I watched him doing penalty practice the day before the game, and everybody was actually looking pretty good, to be honest. But yeah, Jake was planting them in there the couple times I took, saw him take them, and I'm not going to reveal where he shot, so don't anybody need to worry about that. I was uh, I was kind of joking because uh, last year when the current were going to the playoffs the current coach didn't want me to even mention that they practiced penalties. And I'm like, every team practiced penalties before a playoff game coach. Yeah. He goes, yeah, but I just don't want you to mention it. Sure. Yeah. That was it. All right. Uh, Just, I mean, not a perfect game, not the most entertaining high scoring game, not a Red Bull thumping of Charlotte type of level of thing or. It it was a, uh, yeah, perfect game. No, but defensively it was solid. Yeah. Um, Davis owned Hoppy until he went off the field. Honestly, I was wasn't even worried about San Jose's offense basically until Cal came on. 
Um, he he's the one that really started to give me some worries um, in the, in the second half. But I mean, other than that, I wasn't worried. It it was just a question of whether it, if the defense stood up and didn't make a silly mistake, it Kansas City was either going to win it in regulation or on penalty kicks in my mind. Now, after this game, though, we have obviously a slightly tougher opponent for Sporting Kansas City coming up, St. Louis Square Cuts. And uh, game on Sunday, 9 p.m., 9.20, whatever, something like that start time. Thanks, Fox Sports. Yeah, ridiculously late for a Midwest game on a Sunday night. Like It's incredibly stupid, but... There'll be a large crowd there. There'll be a fairly good amount of people traveling, I'm sure, from sporting. Are you going, Mike? I had wanted to, um, and then I woke up this morning after an 8.30 start, and I'm like, I don't want to do a 9.20 start time and then take a whole day off the next day. I'm just exhausted today. So I I'd thought about it. I, it's really hard and it just it's not not for me this time i'm not i, I have too much else going on that i can't i, I can't do do a 9 p.m start on a weeknight <laughs> i'm old and i know i'm not that old Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, you're not the oldest one on this podcast, man. Um, I know I typically, if I go over for that kind of game, I usually try to drive back that night. I might take a nap in Columbia at a hotel parking lot, not actually in the hotel, but a hotel parking lot, and then run across a quick trip and get lots of caffeine and then make it the rest of the way back. But I don't, I don't know, man. This one I might have to stay over there. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate it because I would love to go because, I mean, the <sighs> – like the this rivalry between Kansas City and St. Louis is it it's already there between the fans and I mean it's shown it, it it's translated to at least players saying players and coaches saying the right things 
to not be bulletin board material, but build the rivalry um, yeah. off the field as well w- between the teams themselves. So the the right things are being done to build the rivalry and a playoff matchup is something that certainly helps. I mean, y- you don't have Salt Lake in Kansas City at the same, you, you don't have Salt Lake fans wearing FUKC shirts without MLS Cup 2013. You don't have Houston and Kansas City rivalry without 2011 2012 2013 playoff runs playoffs are what cement rivalries uh for teams and having a kansas city st louis uh playoff matchup is just going to help elevate that rivalry to to another level basically it will and it either however it ends up either team will have ill will towards the other one for knocking them out of the playoffs and we are officially in the playoffs now because I know some people contested whether a wild card game was playoffs. It was freaking postseason play, so it counts as playoffs to me. But it it's official. It's against a real team, against a, a good team. Question is, is they're not in as good a form as they were earlier in the season, but they've still thumped Sporting in both trips over there. Can Sporting go over there and steal a win? Because it has to be a win. It can't be a draw. No. Depends on what your definition of a win is in a draw. Officially, it can be a draw. Officially. Okay, okay. I know we're semantics. Yes, you're correct. But in the terms of the playoffs, it can't be a draw. It will be, there will be a winner. Yes, they will have to win on penalty. They will have to win on penalty kicks. Yes. Um, I'm just being, as you said, semantics on this. Yeah. I, well, you're I being despa- Mike, and I understand I, that. I, I, I desperately want a team to go 1-0-2 in this stupid three-game playoffs to just point to the stupidity of it that a team wins one game, draws two in the 90 minutes, and still goes out. Hell, mm-hmm. I'd like to see it where the team that go- loses the game and then wins the two penalty kicks doesn't even score a goal. They, they lose like they lose like one zero in in uh the in one game two zero zero draws they win both the penalty kicks and they go through without even scoring a goal because that's how much I hate this stupid three game format. Have the one loss be like six zero, so I mean it would even be like <laughs> that, yeah, dramatically yes. ag- you know aggregate situation yeah. but there we go Let, let's go with that then yeah let's go with a six nil thumping and then two zero zero draws that are one on penalty kicks because that would be just the stupidest way to do this stupid format you know i i know it's i know it's stupid in so many ways i just i think i've gotten to a point where they've changed their way of doing it so many times and maybe i've mellowed with age man but i just i just don't i don't have as much uh, you know, anger, uh, irritant about it as a lot of people do. I get why they're doing it. They they want every team that made the the top eight to have a home playoff game. Then do home and home. Do home and home. And if you want to give the home team an extra incentive, do what Liga MX does and make the lower seeded team have to win on aggregate. If it's tied on aggregate, ties go to the tire seed. So if it's a 0-0, 1-1 draws, Guess who goes on? The home team, the higher seed goes on. 
And then, but they also want more games on Apple, which is paying big then money. Don't, then why are the semi conference semifinals and I finals know, one know. game? I know. I'm yeah, just saying no, there's all these I'm, reasons for yes, it. Yes, but the reasons don't back up when the next round it goes to one game. I get it. I'm just, I'm not, I, I just don't have I, as much anger about it, man. My, my anger is as much with the stupid three game format as it is with the fact that they keep changing the format. I get it. Pick a format and stick with it. I prefer it's not the three game format, but if you're going to stick, do it, stick with the stupid thing more than a season. So again, they, I have issues with it because in the past when they've had like the home and home, it becomes who hosts first, who wants, you know, is it a real advantage to be the, the hosting the second game? If the first game was, you know, a win for the the other team, they can come in and just, it's, it goes back and forth, man. There's like arguments for every which way possible doing it. I'd actually rather just have single game elimination, but I also like more soccer. So I, I, there's, I, I don't have a, personally, I can't find a way to me that is perfect solution because we've had those where we have home and home and just because the way the, the schedule ended up, it feels like sporting would end up with the Wednesday game. The other team would have the home game on a Saturday night and sporting would have it on a Wednesday night where it was a little tougher to get a full crowd and it just wouldn't be an advantage. Well, but then, I mean, again, going to this format, then look at sporting St. Louis, look, look at their series. It's three straight weekends. I know that surprised me. That's actually it's very surprising. three straight weekends. It's this coming Sunday. It's next. It's a Sunday after. And then it's a Saturday. If yeah. game three is necessary, you could fit the two game series on weekends in there. I know. I know. I just, I, yeah. I And then, I'm, and then there'll be an international break. Yes. And then there'll be an international break. So, I mean, I, I don't know what you do. I mean, other than I don't know what you do with this format because, yeah, you'll have the three games, you'll have the international break. If you cut it up differently to where it's two games, then you'll you either don't do a weekend or you have a game, international break, have the other game, or you just because let, let's be honest, FIFA is going to add more international windows before they get rid of any. Um, so I mean, it's yeah, it, it's it's dumb. The format's dumb. The Making it work so that it's not dumb will uh, w- would cause problems elsewhere. So I don't know how you do it. Right. There's not a good, I, perfect answer. No, there's not going to be a good, perfect answer. But I'd rather, if you want to give every team a home game, make it home and home. Make it simple. Put away goals or not, I don't care. But if, like I said, if you want to give the team with home a bigger advantage, adopt Liga MX's higher seed goes through on a tie. It's right there. Okay. And again, we I I'm just not as mad about it as other people. I don't necessarily think it's the smartest way, but I don't know what it is. But I I get to change it back to the original question. Can sporting go in there and steal a win? A overtime shootout win, if nothing else, in this first game. Especially in this first game, because that's going to be the difficult one because they're three games in a week ish. I can they Possibly, but I think it would involve Vermes actually changing the style of the team a little bit. I don't. I think the way Sporting plays plays right into the way St. Louis likes to play. Yep. And we've seen, and what we've seen over the last years, and this is, I know is a. I'm not trying to make this into a 
fire Vermes conversation because we don't have time for that. Boy. But his, his Vermes has become very, very rigid with the way he plays, with the way his team plays. They play his style. They know they're going to play their style. And the problem is their style plays right into the counter press of St. Louis. It does. It plays right into it. So if Sporting wants to get a result out of the road on this, they're going to need to adjust dynamics a little bit. They cannot they, go in and play the way they normally do. They need to play at for least the draw. for the full ninety minutes. Yeah, they they need to they they need to pack the box. I, I'm not saying start Voltaire, Rodoya, and Gutierrez in the midfield, but I'm not saying not do that and just kill the game. But they need to do something to adjust their style. I'm not saying completely, but instead of ninety minutes of it shrink that down and adjust your tactics a little bit to play to the state of the game a little bit, play to the state of the series a little bit. It just, you're not the, the way St. Louis plays, you're, you're going to struggle to do your style of play yep. for a full 90 minutes, especially on the road. So, so start with a four five, one and uh, just pack the midfield with uh, the most defensive midfielders you have, have the one up there be Willie Agata or Kyrie Shelton. And just go for that until about the 80th minute and make subs. Is that what? Is that what? I I I mean, I wouldn't be totally against something. Not not necessarily that specifically, but I wouldn't be against adjusting the tactics that you play right. to to fit the opponent. A little bit more than sometimes happens. Yeah, a, a little bit more than what we normally see out of Hermes. Yes. All right. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't I don't disagree, and I would uh. I think I would actually go for like four or five one, maybe something like that. I'd have to like think of who exactly I would put in there, but that's a it's a good conversation for uh next week when we have <laughs> when we haven't done that. Yes. All yes. right. So But no, I, I think sporting can get the result. I I just I think it'll be a lot tougher if they're playing the way they play every other game for ninety minutes. Yeah, and and there has been times when Peters went into on the road and played a very defensive game, but it's usually because they didn't have the players to begin with because they've yes. been they were too injured. Yes, yeah, he, he adjusts tactics when he has to when, when he's forced to due to other absences, basically. And it might be with several people on the questionable list and having. I mean, there was times I didn't know if Johnny was going to get up after getting hammered a couple times last night, and knowing Polito's not at 100%, uh, I just wouldn't be... I would love to actually see him do it. I would, too. I And, it again, I'm not trying to make... It, it would show growth to me in terms of how Vermes has learned through this season if he would actually adjust his tactics and adjust the way the team plays to try to grind out a result on yeah. the road grind out a result, get to penalty kicks, and basically force force Berkey to show up in the penalty kick shootout and prove he's the he should be MLS goalkeeper of the year, which I think he probably should be. Yeah, but he's he should be. Ma ma make him prove it in the shootout. Get to the shootout, make him go head to head with Melia and prove it. And then then because in the shootout it's it's the I mean as I said last night, with, with it's normally a 50-50 with Tim Melia you make it at least 60-40 in your favor. See if Berkey can tilt the scales back their way, basically. 
but grind out sporting's going to have to grind out a result here and to i don't see them being able to do that playing their style for 90 minutes they're going to have to make some adjustments in my opinion and especially being the third game in a week ish however many days it was and with the injuries it's going to be hard yes exactly all right any any last words Actually, actually, I'm going to go back to something I uh, I was looking at on FootMob earlier. Uh, they had the man of the match being Daniel, the San Jose keeper, and I'm like, um, he made a few saves. I don't know that he was actually challenged as that much. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think. I mean, you you read off Sporting's expected goals for the yeah. for the game. It wasn't exactly high. He made he he made three saves. Um, I mean, I guess because nobody else really impressed like no nobody i mean if davis had been able to shut down cal the way he shut down hoppy yeah sure i i would have said davis um um but based off the 90 minutes there i i guess because nobody else really stood out it a game is not 90 minutes the game is the whole game but does foot mob look at the shootout as part of the game or does it just look at the 90 minutes i'm going to guess it looks at the 90 minutes so i'm guessing so also but i'm just i if i'm going to be outraged i'm going to be more outraged about that than i am the (laughs) the the playoff schedule at this point yeah see i don't care about the the ratings on foot mob (laughs) it's it's whatever it's like when i give a we used to give player the matches it's like i just do it off my eye test so i know and that's that's as fair as anything to me because you're watching it uh as an observer and seeing the overall picture, not just stats, because a player could be one of the best players on the field and not have the best stats. Yeah, a, a defensive midfielder, for example, could make three interceptions and just shade the play always to the right people, and they could be the the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. And you could have a a goal scorer score two goals, but essentially lead to three other ones for the other team. And you know, it it, it has to be more than stats, but that's the way the applications are set up. So I understand that. All right, man. Any last comments before we we just have about a minute left? Go sporting. And safe travels to everybody. And also go make sure you buy your tickets for the playoff game here because I know a lot of people across the state are already doing so. We are out.
shaking Give me beer, whiskey, winter gin Anything to shake this mood I'm in My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking